That's why. Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Eddie coming live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of Lever, 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 ResurrectMinistry.com, where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel throughout the world. Whether you're a, um, a princess walled up in a palace in Dubai or a housewife in Encino, the Lord Jesus Christ will meet you where you are. Deepen your relationship. Find some content. I hope that um, blesses you. Uh, that deepens your walk with Christ. And we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line. Let us know how we can pray for you or if you'd like to pray for us. We'd love that. Uh, and if this ministry blesses you in any way, um, please click the donate now button and partner with us. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to grab your chair and scooch over. You ready? One, yes. two, three. One, two, three. There you go. Now we're even Steven. They are so much better. I and you're closer to me. I purposely do that, though. Because I, I smell? No, to turn it the ankle, so... <laughs> I'm not not talking in the mic. Oh, moved away from you. Yeah, so much for that. But your shoulders were, you were so far away. I I was doing that on purpose so I wouldn't keep turning my face. I'm learning so much today. I was trying to be at an angle (laughs) to you. Remember that was the new tactic we were going to use. Okay, okay. Well, so now I'm not going to look at you. What? Because when I look at you, I turn my face and then I and then the sound is. You're sick of hearing about our sound. We're not going to talk about it. No, no more. And, uh, you know, make sure and comment just like our friend here, Erica DeVoe. DeNovo. DeNovo. Sorry about Hi, that. Hi. Catching a, you live for once. That's oh, awesome. That's exciting. Yeah, Thank so you, Erica. A little comment comes up, a little hand raise, a little, little uh, streamer. We got, the, we got it all. Make sure and comment. Let us know that you're watching, where you're watching from, and whether you're catching us live or not. Uh, and if you're not, you can still comment. It's still okay. Uh, make sure and let us know um, what it is that um, you need prayer for, because that would be important. Because towards the end of the show, uh, we ask for prayer requests. Yes. And there's our resurrectministry.com URL uh, that you can go to to visit our website. And the next thing I want you to do is go in the description and look for our sponsors. LifeWise being one of those. Use the URL that I have there. It's, it's uh, livelifewise.tv livelifewise.tv that gives the show credit as you begin to try some of our um samples of um not samples of our supplements um (laughs) one of those is to help you sleep another one is to help reduce inflammation and another one is to help you look as young as i do right fabulous (laughs) and then streamyard streamyard is the platform we're using to go live to you on facebook linkedin youtube twitch x and rumble and sometimes instagram when i'm not in trouble apparently i'm in trouble on instagram oh, is that why? i've tried everything it, it, it they won't give me the freedom to go live on instagram right now oh. on my phone nor on the computer but you can use Streamyard, and if you're not in trouble you'll be able to go live until on, you get in trouble <laughs> until you get in trouble uh and go to your bibles and prepare for later on as we're going to read from luke 24 30 to 32 and maybe a little bit more than that uh, but uh, prepare yourself in the Bible. And I just have to give a disclaimer that I'm a little under the weather. Okay. I feel like I just need to go see CBC night night. It's been going around our house. We uh, uh, it just circulates. As you know, we have a lot of people that live in this house, uh, a lot of squatters. Uh, called children and uh, we each get uh, the sickness of the other and it just kind of goes around and uh, round and round. Yeah. So we all got it. All right. So we're going to be reading from A.W. Tozier for the Christian leader. 
and it's March 3rd. The title is Acquaintance, Not Hearsay. And uh, the re reference for AW is Luke 24, 32, that says, And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us, by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? It is one thing, said Henry Suso, to hear for oneself a sweet lute, sweetly played in quite another thing, merely to hear about it. And it is one thing, we may add, to hear truth inwardly for one's very self, and quite another thing, merely to hear about it. We are turning out from the Bible schools of this country year after year, young men and women who know the theory of the spirit-filled life, but do not enjoy the experience. These go out into the churches, the people, these uh, go out to the churches to create in turn generations of Christians who have never felt the power of the spirit and who know nothing personally about the inner fire. The next generation will drop even the theory. Yes, That is actually the course uh, some groups have taken over the past years. One word from the lips of the man who has actually heard the lute play will have more effect than a score of sermons by the man who has only heard that it was played. Acquaintance is always better than hearsay. Lord, as I wait upon you, I want to hear a fresh, real sound of the lute. Fill me with firsthand knowledge of you so that my message might always be that of an alert eyewitness. Yes. Amen. This is like a legal class. It's such a good prayer for all of us. May I have firsthand knowledge of you so that when I go out, I am an eyewitness of what miracles you perform and the things you do to change people's mm -hmm. lives and not just recounting versions of somebody else's transformation. Yes. Those of you that have been listening for a while, I, I've shared the moment that I was in Utah in a conference room at the Marriott at a, um, an event. It was a business event. It was a, one of those, uh, you know, conferences you go to and you, uh, there with a bunch of other people, like-minded people in the same industry. And then on a Sunday they had a service unrelated, but it was the people that were in the conference. And while I was there, they uh, played worship music and, uh, somebody was getting ready to speak. And, and before his sermon, he just said, Hey, this music is just touching so many people, I could see it in the room. He goes, just close your eyes and just and just feel the presence of Jesus. And for me, it was more than that. Actually, Jesus appeared in front of me and was standing in front of me. And I had that 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 ability, that feeling of what it's like to be in the presence of Jesus Christ for mm -hmm. a moment. It was nothing that I could ever truly describe. I could only tell you about it. But uh, that that's one way of what we're talking about here, that one-on-one -on -one connection, that kind of stuff. The thing is, is that it wasn't until later that I realized that I'd had many of those moments with Jesus Christ talking to me, telling oh. me not to go at a, red, at a green light when the light had turned from uh, red to green right. and said, no, hold on a minute, don't go. And then a, a truck goes flying through the intersection where if I would have went when the light turned green, I would I surely would have died. Right. Two times when I was I nearly drowned a couple of times <laughs> in an ocean and then in a river and uh, and just heard like keep fighting, you're okay, don't panic. And I was able to find a way out. It's a much longer story, uh, but um, there are these other moments that he was there. 
Amen. And, and he was present and he was talking to me. And so I think that one thing is that we are always waiting. You know, can God just appear to me? Can he just speak to me out loud so I can hear his voice? Can he just do these things? And all along he's been doing it. He's been setting you in the in, in, in turning your path away from danger. He has uh, crushed you in a way so that you learn from, you know, the crushing. <laughs> uh, but we never look at it that way. Uh, we're always looking for something else. And so I, I, that's what I think about is that, you know, it's not going to be so obvious that you're hearing from the witness, that the witness is there, the, the, the person that you need to hear from. Uh, it's not going to be obvious. But when you begin to read the Bible every day and you begin to spend time with him every day and pray to him and, and talk to him and, and build that relationship, you'll realize that you're, you're no longer just getting hearsay from the pastor on Sundays. Right. And you're you're hearing from far. him on, yeah, on a daily basis. And that he's never changed. Mm -hmm. So he never leaves and he's always speaking. The question is, are we hearing? Yeah. So people say, I don't hear from the Lord. I don't hear from the Lord. Well, he's speaking, but it's maybe you that hasn't figured out how to listen, mm -hmm. how to hear each of us, not you preferring anybody in particular, but each of us go through these seasons where we feel like we can't hear him, that we're distant for him from one reason or another, or he's just not responding to a particular topic. There's something you're going to grow through. Um, and so he's not giving you an answer or roadmap um, as we often request, just tell me what's going to happen next. And he doesn't. Uh, but it's, it's relying on the comfort of knowing that he is always present, doesn't mm -hmm. leave us or forsake us. And getting in the habit of experiencing him experientially walking out this faith, not just reading it in a book, not just listening to it through hearsay of somebody else's walk with the Lord, but actually experiencing the spirit. It's such a big theme for Tozer. And I was thinking, we are now in this country, the second and third generation of what he said was going to happen. Mm. <laughs> so we said, you know, uh, every, every day, almost every, every um, devotional we read is about this topic for the past couple of weeks, which is they are, um, there's no spirit. People are living um, like this fake Christianity and the church is getting worse and worse. And we are now what 60, 70, 80 years after him. Mm -hmm. Um, a product of what he saw coming. Right. Which is a shame. Amazing. Yeah. I want to, before I have a question for you, but I, I want to get to Dave Bostick's. Uh, Hi, Dave. He's closer to God right now, that, or closer to heaven than we are, because he's up in his helicopter. <laughs> That's <pretty laughs> the cool. Cochise County Sheriff helicopter at the border. How many people are coming across the border are you watching right now? But uh, thank you for sharing that. That's pretty cool. Yes. Kate's, Kate thinks it's cool too. Yeah. Uh, and he's been missing our lives. But caught this one. Caught this Maybe one. this is a good time. Maybe. <laughs> Could be. Lots. Lots of people come across. Oh, my gosh. From all over the world, too. Not just uh, South American countries, but we have people coming over from China. Um, Arab uh, countries. Arab countries. Uh, Middle East. It's crazy. Really. Dave, thank you for being there. Thank you for... Uh, during your part to try to save this country. Uh, I know it's not easy when you have so much pushback. Um, we'll read from Erica in just a minute, uh, but I, I do want to ask you a question. 
about um, what he's talking about there with uh, men and women or boys and girls going to say, you know, a Christian college and being taught. Um, and I would assume they're being taught some of them from scripture, not from one professor of Biola college. We know of. he's not reading the old Testament because he thinks it's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, but it, do you think that they're not really given, it, it's not really pressed upon them that the Bible is hearing from God himself well, or that be. it's just, you th I, I just wonder if they think that it's just they're reading from a textbook. No, I mean, I don't think there's any Bible college today that doesn't believe that it's the inerrant word, hmm. word of God, unless it's not, um, it's not a true Bible college. I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I think ever since I heard from that professor at Biola that I'm really wondering. Oh, okay, but see, but he's saying, he didn't say it's not God's word. He just said it's irrelevant. It's like uh, God said it and he's done with it. It, that's, I mean, that's a whole school of thought. Replacement yeah. theology um, basically dismisses the entire Old Testament and all of God's promises to Israel. So there's a whole millions of Christians who actually believe that. So um, silly doctrine is uh, can also stem from people who believe that it is God's word. <laughs> they're just they're just making up weird stuff. Wow. Another product, I think, of Tozer saying that he's not. Uh, people not experiencing the spirit. Because how could you, how could how could you think that it could be the God? It's God's word, and it's God's love letter to humanity. But half of it is no longer useful. I'm mean, like, mm -hmm. where, where do you get that? How? I don't know. You know, wacky. I think part of uh, if I go back to my time as a Catholic and then agnostic, and then uh, during that period of time that some of the reason why I didn't read the Bible because I did know in fact that it was God's word. It was the truth. And I was trying, I was a little bit afraid of it. Yeah. And I didn't want to stop That's having cool. what I thought at the time was fun. Right. Like I want to have my kind of fun and the Bible puts a, you know, puts a damper on that. Right. Um, so I, there's no time that I, Jesus freak. Yeah. <laughs> like my friend Bruce. Yeah. Um, but I, um, I always knew it was the word of God. I mean, there's never been a time that I didn't know that. I and I would I would look at it and go, well, if I open it up, it, it's going to tell me not to do something right. that I want that I want to do. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know how somebody can't read it and not know that it's uh it's from God's lips in His hands. Well, until you're filled with the Spirit, it it doesn't make much sense. No, that's true. You are correct. Yeah, I mean, you just, it looks like a bunch of really long words on a page, and yeah. the paper's very thin. Yeah. Bible books pages are always thin. And how do you get a camel through the eye of a needle? Yeah, it's very over. It could be over. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Right? <laughs> I don't have a two by four in my eye. <laughs> I got a sty in my eye. Oh, yeah. But not a two by four. Let's hear from Erica. Let's see what her, she's got a prayer request. I think that's a. Please pray for our prodigal children. Amen. And my husband's health. He's had two shoulder surgeries, carpal tunnel on both hands and back surgery. Plus he will need knee surgery. Oh no. What did your husband do to his body? Oh my gosh. My goodness. Before these surgeries, he only had two speeds, full tilt and sleep. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. 
That sounds like a lot. And he must be amazing at recovery, though, because to go mm. through that many surgeries and still be considering more of them, uh, he must be healing well. You know, I feel so fortunate. I think God was definitely, um, for whatever reason, was in my camp because I, I've, I've worked with so many police officers that they've, I hear about them now having so many surgeries for their knees and their, their shoulders and back. Yeah. And um, I can't tell you a countless number of fights that I was in wrestling with people to get the handcuffs on to. I fought police dogs for 30 years <laughs> yeah. and got knocked off out of a car once. I got knocked out of the back of a pickup truck on my head. Um, I am so grateful. I mean, I just I feel so bad for so many of my friends that are having all these um, surgeries. And to think the thing that takes me out eventually is a grocery cart. I never got hurt. <laughs> like the poor guys who do eight tours in Afghanistan yes. and end up getting shot in yeah. downtown LA, yeah. you know? <laughs> yes, this is a very similar thing. Wow. Oh, he painted cars. Wow. Yeah. And he does heal well. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, let's get to the scripture. Let's see what God has to say in his word here. So this is the wonderful story of Jesus after the resurrection, walking uh, with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And um, as they're walking, right, they he says, look, he goes up to them. And of course, they're blinded by um, from being able to recognize him. And he's like, so what are you guys talking about? Why are you so sad? And so they proceeded to tell him, how could you not know what's happening? Oh, my goodness. Jesus of Nazareth was crucified. But now the body's missing. Nobody knows what happened. And so Jesus is, you know, and then he chides them and basically scolds them. And it's like, how could you not know? Didn't the prophet say? Uh, and goes on throughout scripture, teaching them that he is the one that Jesus was the Messiah spoke about in scripture. And so um, they, he was, Jesus was going to depart from them and they begged him to stay and to come and have a meal with them. So they still don't recognize him until this. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open and he and they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us when he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem and they found the 11 and they told, and he told them and assembled them together and said, it is true. The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what they had happened, what happened along the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. And interestingly, um, commentaries say that they recognize him when he broke the bread, even though they were not at the Last Supper. So it's not because they've broken bread with him in that way before. So some say maybe it's because they saw the crucifixion mm. or because he had given a blessing. But whatever it was, it was in that offering um, that their eyes were opened, which is kind of a cool part of the story. Have you ever thought, and I, and I had this moment today, but have you ever thought while you were walking somewhere and then somebody walked up to you, it doesn't have to be a homeless person, but I just a person walked up to you and you ever thought for a moment because they were very spiritual and they wanted to pray and they, they, they spoke well of, uh, you know, certain maybe scriptures, that kind of stuff. You ever thought that maybe that might be Je Jesus? <laughs> well, the Lord says, be careful how you treat people because you may entertain angels. Mm. So it could definitely be a, a, an angelic uh, being that's dressed as a man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
I've had a, a number of those experiences thinking that that's what the person was. Yeah. Like this morning, the, the, the man that we see on at Starbucks. Well, because I, we've seen him repeatedly, I did not think he was. Mm. I thought those were one and done kind of stories. I don't know if you see, if you get an angelic visitation every Sunday. I don't know. We're kind of cool. We never saw him there before. No. And we go, we stop there all the time. Right. And there he is three time, three Sundays in a row. Three Sundays in a row. Parked in the same spot. He's evangelizing. Yeah, but I don't know. Today I was just like going, I don't know. I got a, I got a feeling that this is a God setup. It obviously <laughs> is a God setup, but that doesn't make him an angel. He could just be a saint. And he knows when to end because he knows. I mean, because we are often like not going to be late, but we're pressed for time. Yes. And I and inside I'm, I'm going, gosh, I hope he ends soon because he's going to make us late. And I hate being late for worship. Yeah. I don't want to walk in in the middle of worship. No, but we were late and God stretched the time. Yeah. Because oh, he yeah. said before you came out, he said, I won't be long. I know you're, you're trying to get off to church. And in order not to feel the way you were feeling, I was like, Lord, you are in control. I hand you the time, you know? And yes, it worked out perfectly. And he prayed as much as he wanted to pray. And oh, wow. we still got to church on time. Yeah, that's fantastic. It was awesome. Um, what's Kathy have to say there? Uh, hi, Kathy. Spirit Wind View. Nice to see you. And Kelly, hi there. And uh, Kathy says she just got through watching Pastor Tom Hughes, Hope for Our Times, live. He was talking about entertaining angels. Oh, I love that. Look at that. Holy Spirit Radio. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was... Um, I think that might have been the second time I've had that feeling. I'm trying to remember the first one because I walked away kind of like in a daze, like I could not get past the fact that I thought it was. Now, then I thought I was thinking it was just Jesus checking in on me. Mm -hmm. But now you mentioned it's an angel. That that probably made more sense. But I felt like it was at the beach somewhere that just somebody just was talking to me. And I thought, wow, that, that felt different than you know, a, a crazy person just wanted to say, oh, you know, yeah. you know, yell and scream about Jesus. For sure. Um, which is fine too. Like our, like, like, that like, too. like one of our friends. Yes. Who likes to do that. <laughs> um, and the kids are like, why are we stopping? And why is this man praying? I'm like, cause he's, cause he likes to pray over us. Cause they were trying to avoid him. Oh. They were standing inside waiting till he was done. Cause I was talking to him. And I was like, if you guys don't come out here, he's not going to start. So we will get stuck here. And they're like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. So come outside. <laughs> he was waiting. Patiently. <laughs> and it was a beautiful prayer. It was awesome. It really was. Um, let me get rid of this so that we can see the comments better when they come in. Um, anybody else have any uh, prayer requests? Make sure and get those in uh, so that we can uh, make sure and uh, pray over you before we leave the broadcast. But um, we had a great... Uh, um, a great weekend in the sense that one of our kids uh, went to a camp for three days. Yes, sprinter retreat. Sprinter retreat. And um, it was a little rough on my schnugs. Yeah. You weren't, you're not used to her being gone. Uh, no, and I just, I was so, uh, uh, her youth counselor asked me, she's like, how was your weekend? I was like, I don't know. I spent it on my knees. Like, <laughs> I just wanted so much out of it, you know, 
that was really what was stressing me out is just wanting God to move so badly. It is overwhelming as, um, our friend says, when you have as Erica knows, when you have prodigal children, you, you just, your heart bleeds. You feel like there's like your heart's going to come out of your chest, um, praying over them. So I was happy to hear <laughs> when she told me everything went well and they prayed on her. I was just like, I just grabbed her and hugged her. I was like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so it all turned good. out. Okay. And then we had, uh, we had the good fortune of having dinner with pastor Bob and yeah. Becky. Yeah. So it was like, I think we, we set some pretty cool roots down at East Anaheim, which was really nice. Pastor Bob Copany. Yes. Um, yeah, that was a really um, great opportunity to get to know them and their story. We got to hear that how they met and some of the stories about the early days of the church and his yeah. uh, his journey. Uh, and they always, I mean, it seems pretty obvious, but they always seem to start uh, with uh, a Bible study. Yes. Or being asked to lead a Bible study that they did not want to in the beginning. <laughs> that's pastor jack's story it seems right. yeah uh, even um it's like they need a pastor this is really growing and he's like guess what here's your badge and here's your gun you've now been deputized <laughs> and uh i love that i mean it's um it's can it continually reinforces the story that god uses people uh when they themselves don't believe that they're ready or uh, that they're not worthy of being used worthy being used and uh, you got to listen to the prompting of the Lord and, um, and move forward. Yes. It, it may not turn out to be a church like Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, a mega church where he's preaching at Congress. I don't it, think it matters. It, it may just continue to be a Bible study that goes on for a very long time. Uh, we have a friend that joins us every so often, I, um, who it went from one person in their Bible study to three or four. Yes. And that's, that's all. That's all it needs to do. The, the, the important thing is, is, is you begin to build a that closer relationship with Jesus Christ, that your study. And that was the thing that Pastor Bob said, is that preparing uh, for the Bible study is what really was the most amazing thing. It, yes. it taught him to love, to, to, to prepare and to read the Bible and to, uh, to dig deeper into what Scripture was saying and what it meant. Um, that was the beauty of what. He got out of uh, getting ready for those Bible studies. And I feel that way when we are doing, even though sometimes at the last minute, that uh, it, that is often helpful to me when we're getting ready for home church and that kind of stuff. Yes. So it works out pretty pretty well for me. And it really has grown for me to, to, to begin to love it. And that's really one thing that I've been praying for is to have it uh, be a, a, an urging Something you look forward to. Yeah, something that I look forward chore. to. Absolutely. Kate says. This is a funny story, Kate. Talking about a crazy person. I tried to get into my car yesterday to go to church. And this crazy person got stuck halfway in the car and pulled my back muscles and my knees. It was hilarious. Now, I don't, I, now I'm picturing, Kate, somebody hanging out your window. What does that mean, got stuck halfway in the car? Do you get that what that means? She was just having, she was getting into her car and, and pulled a muscle getting into her car. Oh, herself. Yes. Just not a separate crazy person. No. Oh. <laughs> she pulled her back muscles. Into my car. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I just, I didn't read that at all. <laughs> I get it now. I see it now. I, I, I'm, I've had those, those times where you're doing something seemingly routine uh, or simple. Yes. And I, and I was picking up a small cardboard box. This, the, it would maybe fit uh, maybe four bars of soap. And that's about how big the little, it was empty. And I bent, bent over to pick it up and my back completely went out. I fell to the ground and in, in excruciating oh, pain. Time of stress? Yeah. But <laughs> that's how these things happen. No, but like um, <laughs> there's something that happens in extreme times of stress mm -hmm. where the back is just flared and it's just waiting. Yeah. Waiting bend for. over, pick up a sock. It's just waiting for that thing to happen. And then you're just like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, stuck went, for days. Yeah, I went down. I've done that before yeah. too. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Erica, talking about prodigals. Yes, ma'am. Every time I start to obsessively worry, I have to take a moment and remember to let go and give them back to Jesus. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And for Kate, um, getting stuck in the car, left her depressed as I realized how limited my life has become. So pray for healing and depression. My legs wouldn't bend. The driving days are over. Oh, oh no. Sorry to hear that, Kate. I'm sure that's super... Um, hard to come to terms with. So we definitely be praying for that. Yes. For sure. Okay. It's a good thing all that goes away when we get into heaven. Amen. It gives us a new body. Like glorified bodies. Dancing and eating all we want. <laughs> I look forward to eating whatever I want. I know. It sounds petty, but we have, <laughs> we all have our... Our inner urges about what heaven's going to be like. I just imagine banquets and banquets of, of meals mm. with fluffy dough, fluffy dough bread, bread and butter and butter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's going to look like, and it's going to be pizza and a big fat chocolate cake. Yeah, yeah, with lots of frosting. You ever go to a restaurant called, and for some reason it's escaping me. Um, Oh my gosh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, it's not, it's like a, it's like a, it reminds me of gold, uh, like the 49ers time cat, not cask and cleaver. Oh my gosh. But they, anyway, when you walk in, they have, uh, you know, this uh, display of cakes and desserts and they have this big, thick the, the 15 layer. Chocolate yeah. Cake. Yeah. The big chocolate cake. Like Cheesecake Factory has that too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've always wanted a piece of that. I can never have that chocolate cake. Why? I, I just can't eat something like that. But you know, you I eat I eat like a bird. I know I don't look like it, but I eat like a bird. But you have five kids. Mm. The no, they don't need it. They don't need it either. No, we've gotten it before. We've gotten it at Olive Garden and they rip through it. Not not the one like they have at this restaurant. Oh, it is really? gigantic. It is so thick. It was like that <laughs> tall. Well, now they don't have that. Why anymore. can't I think of the restaurant? It used to be right over here next to uh, the mall. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of it. The plates are even big. The food, everything about it is big. Let's see if anybody's answering me. Uh, gondolier. <laughs> gondolier? No. Cakes like that in this area? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Bobby McGee's restaurant used to be across the street. And, oh, my gosh. Forget about it. But anyway, the cake's gigantic. Yes. It's about the size of, uh, of a bow. Of a 10-year-old kid. That's how big it is. But yeah, but yeah, she knows I eat like a bird, so you know how that could be better. Yeah. And not by yourself. No, for sure. I think your gremlins could help you. You'd put through, you'd be able to put a lot through it. 
get through more than you can think. Then you can bring it home. <laughs> For sure. All right. Shall we pray? Yes. All right. I am that vastly deteriorating. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Thank you, uh, Lord, that we come to the throne of grace and know we shall receive the grace and mercy we need in our time of need, Lord. So thank you for being an ever-present help. Thank you for your spirit um, that resides within us. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the sacrifice, Heavenly Father, of your Son, so that we may have a right standing with you, Lord, that we are um, the blessed children of God. What a honor. What an honor, Lord. And we ask that um, for our children, for our loved ones, Lord, all of those that are far from you, that knew you and then fell away or have never known or really truly experienced you, Lord, we, we wish that they would come, we pray that they would come to saving faith in the name of Jesus, that they would come to saving faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, whom you have sent for the uh, propitiation of our sins, Lord, to pay the price so we wouldn't have to, so that they could spend an eternity with you, Lord. Um, that is our hope. That is our desire. That is the um, deepest desire of our hearts, Lord, that they um, that they know you in a personal way. We ask for healing and restoration for our dear sister Kate and Carrie, who's not on, and um, my dear friend who is about to go through very serious cancer surgery, Lord. We ask that you bless her and protect her, give her mind rest um, and peace and and comfort that the doctors are do their absolute best. And that most of all, you are the great physician. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the one who heals and that you're watching over her blessing and protecting her Lord. Um, and to give her husband comfort and ease during this difficult time. And that he may be able to care for her in a way that um, makes her know that she's so dearly loved and that we may be um, good friends to her and sisters in Christ that we will um, be there for her needs as she recovers. Uh, thank you, Lord, for um, our friend Erica and also her husband and the incredible amount of surgery his body has undergone, Lord. Will you continue to heal and restore and renew him, um, whether it's his knees or his shoulders uh, or other body parts, Lord, that you will uh, bring restoration and healing. And for all of our friends that are suffering from ailments, Lord, that you bring supernatural healing and restoration for them. We love you, Lord. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. And Lord, I um, want to pray for um, my wife, Hedia. Uh, it's been a long weekend away from her daughter. And I know that what that was tough, uh, but uh, you brought her back uh, in an amazing way. And we're so grateful for that. And um, just heal Hedia. She's going through um, something that's just making her not feel well. Uh, you know what it is and you know how to heal her from it. So I just ask for your uh, healing hand over my amazing wife. Um, we love her so much and just uh, need her to be healthy. Um, so thank you for that. And uh, we pray these things in your name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, friends. Love you guys. <laughs> First of all, just Kate just wants yeah, to Yeah, half it. in and half out. I just, <laughs> goodness grief. How did you finally get out? How did you finally get out? Did you just kind of like roll out of the car? It's like, <laughs> what is that? A hot chop and roll? What is uh, it? <laughs> okay, sorry, we love Kate. you, Kate. We're so we're so glad you're here with us today. Uh, we uh, are going to continue to pray for your healing. Uh, and Erica, Amen. Thank you, and Nadia. Thank you, Erica. Thank and you. Thank Erica. you, everybody who's been watching. We love you guys.
God bless. Good night. Bye. Bye.